Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. As soon as I put on my referee kit, get the ball, and then I hit the whistle so nice and loud. I'm like, I got this now. Like, come to me. Like, I'm bossing it, honestly. Hey, hey, how are you? Welcome back to Outside the Box. It's good to see you again. Seven days since the last episode, so I thought it's about time we brought another one back. This is a brand new podcast all about women in sport. It's Becky Ives hanging out with you, and we're back with my next guest to share stories, offer help and advice to anyone thinking of wanting to get into working in sport. We're going to play a few games and just find out how my guests have got to where they have today. And joining me today is someone who, well, I think if we're looking for inspirational stories, there's a woman who's totally defied the odds and is achieving amazing things. I don't think we're going to find a much more inspirational story than this one. Um, She's kind of proving that anything is possible and anything you want to do within the world of sport is very much possible. So please welcome... JJ Robley is here. Yes, thank you for having me, honestly. And I love that introduction. You, I saw you looking away from me though. Like you were like, oh no, I'm getting embarrassed. (laughs) You honestly, every word of it is true. Thank you. You are pushing boundaries. So let's break this down. Uh, You are an FA coach. Coach and a football referee. And a football referee. But what is more remarkable about this whole thing is you are the first black female Muslim referee. Yes, very long title, but I'm going to own it and represent every single one of them as they should. You should be so proud to be leading the way at this. And we're proud to have you here. And I'm proud to have you on my podcast. I honestly am. When you said yes, I was like, she said yes. (laughs) No, I was like, oh, she asked me. Literally, we're both surprised and excited. That's good. Well, this is good. This is how we've ended up here, which is brilliant. So let's sort of figure out your dream with this, which you are on the way to doing, is to referee at the top level, right? What kind of leagues? A top level, I would say Premier League, Women's WSL, Champions League, FA Cup, you name it. Honestly, now that I've completed university, that was literally the hardest part of my life, but it's gone and done. Right now, I classify myself as a full-time athlete, so I'm just going to train. I train six days a week. I stopped eating all the junk food I was eating, healthy diet. I'm like drinking a lot of water, so I'm like so serious about it now. You're fully committed to making this dream work. Fully, fully committed. Well, last week on the podcast, we had Shalom Ellis, and she is desperate for more females to join her at the top level. Come on, come on. Honestly, I love her so much and I look up to her. It's so nice that she's there, but I wish there was more female referees. And I'm I'm so glad Like after me, it's going to be so many more and more because I don't want to be the last one. I want more and more female joining us 
And then we build this empire together. We do. That's a great word. We're going to build an empire. Yeah. Love that. That's Come what we're on. going for. <laughs> and what's great is the difference between you and Sean. She's yeah. already there, but she's, she's been doing there. this for like 20 years. She turned professional. You're currently mm-hmm. in the system mm-hmm. of becoming a referee. So I think it's going to be great to get some insight for you yeah. as to the current happenings of what it's actually really like now. But yeah. let's just start because what sets you apart, I think, from other people we've had on this podcast. Yes is your journey to where you've got to today because it really is like nobody else's. And I also think for a lot of people who are currently listening to this, it won't be relatable because it's an environment and a situation that people have never been in. Mm -mm. So I just want to sort of start at the beginning and I'd love you to give us an insight of what your childhood was like because you're born and raised in Somalia. Yes. Um, And that is where you first fell in love with football. But what was it like growing up in Somalia? So Somalia, when I was born, the war started well before I was even born. But Somalia, I would say from my childhood memories, we got to learn to live with everything. Like explosion there, people fighting, but uh, you get distracted by everything because the country is such a beautiful country. It's got the most amazing weather, second largest coastline in the world, literally so many beaches. And then like every time there's something happens, the kids are like, let's get together, let's go and play football, let's get this out of our heads. And then after school, we'll all meet up again. The family, everyone in the area knows each other. Like you can't walk past anyone without saying hello. It's just a nice vibe. And of course, after like it got really bad, we were like, my parents are like, we, ha- we have to honestly leave even without saying goodbye because it's getting worse and worse and worse. And then- How do you remember feeling when they said that to you? Do you remember anything about that time? Yeah, like I really wanted to say goodbye to everyone because I imagine you're gro- growing up with these kids. You just want to hug them and say goodbye one last time and tell them that they, a lot of people will leave. A lot of the kids that I grew up with were leaving as well, but you don't know where anyone's going to end up in. And I don't remember my parents ever saying like, oh, we're going to England. But like just as we got to like to the airport, they were like, oh, we're going to England. And then I was like, oh, England. Like I heard a lot about England. Like England is such a nice country. Did you find though, when you and your friends that were playing football, did you yeah. use football as an escapism for actually what was going on around you in terms of the war? Did it sort yeah. of take your mind off everything? It did, it did. But like in, in Somalia, football is literally the, one of the main sports that everyone plays. So... Us, like especially me, in joining in with the boys, nobody ever said anything to me because, you know, at that age, I think it's okay. But if I was like 16, 15, my parents and the neighborhood would be like, hey, hey, don't, don't do that. Just get back inside. But at six, seven, eight, nine, ten, whatever, it's, it's okay. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm glad they let me play. And then that's where my passion actually got even more serious. And did you have facilities to play at so to speak no like there was no facility like it, it, there was facilities there but it was for the big boys that were okay. training but if you're a local neighborhood kid no nah, no you chance. didn't you didn't go near <laughs> nah, it you don't get near it <laughs> you, you'd be lucky to watch them because they'd be like go away you little kid like they they never rated us but i don't think i don't remember using cones but i remember using like two rocks on the either sides to make two goals and then we just wait for the cast to pass every time and then like that's this is when it was on the street. We played yeah. a lot of football. Real street football. Real street football. And then when we were at the beach, it would be nice. You just 
okay the the there are families that come and then just sunbathe on us i'm like please move like come on <laughs> we're <laughs> trying to play fun. a game over here trying to play a game here and then it just it's, it's so nice honestly it's good experience so you just did it because you thoroughly enjoyed it i thoroughly enjoyed it and the times when there was like serious attack or something and then my parents would get a bit worried they'd be like this week you know one's going out but still sneak out <laughs> I bet your parents are literally like JJ get back in here get back in here honestly put uh, that football down yeah. and get inside <laughs> honestly it was just the best thing ever I, I, I'm so glad my childhood was like that I would not change a thing because all the struggles that I've went through made me who I am today like especially like now in my adulthood if I find like little things difficult or something just a setback in life i'm like nah i went through a lot worse than this this is minor so i'm always like comparing what i went through to where i am now and just giving you strength hasn't it, it? Giving you massive giving strength massive, massive strength yeah so going back to the point where you're at the airport and that's when your parents <laughs> said we're going to england and you were like okay <laughs> all right cool I, i'm not complaining england come on and that was the first time we actually like went on a plane wow never left somalia like apart from that time and then my parents were gonna jump on a plane we just looked at the airport we're like wow is this what these people do like this is nice we jumped on the plane for the first time sat down we were excited looking out the window well this thing is actually gonna go up that's just (laughs) mad they gave us nice food i was like wow it's not bad i'm not gonna you were like i could get used to this plane life (laughs) yeah and then we came i think we got picked up from the airport and then we were looking around we're like wow and then we found out that wembley is going to be our home and then which is quite just i mean that almost you've just said that i've got a little bit of goosebumps because you ended up living sort of around wembley in the shadows literally five minutes walk away from wembley stadium did you ever walk down there when you arrived when we were when we arrived no we just we were like, we're new here. Let's not just get too comfortable. We were so confused. I saw, we don't know what, know what was happening. We found out our nearest corner shop. And then that, that was about it for a while. Right. <laughs> Did you speak English at this no, point? No, zero, nothing. Like my my dad was, I think he was, he knew a bit of broken English. But other than that, we were like it's nine siblings. Okay, including me, nine of us, mom and dad. We were like, yo, we're, 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 we're going to do this ourselves. Like, wow. Imagine who's going to be doing the paperwork, who's going to be speaking to the whoever we're going to be dealing with, who's going to register us in schools. So we were so confused and we managed it on our own. Honestly, it was just amazing. So you ended up registering for school. You went to school. We went to school. And then the football dreams continued. Continued. Could so, you believe how different it was so different was it to the football here compared to back home? No, here in f- football is so much structured like f- in Somalia it would be more like a play football because football is nice, but like here is like a religion like it's a big big thing. Mm. So I was like I'm in the right place. I'm not going to lie. Like, <laughs> you were like I'm, I'm actually happy. Here. I was like how do I what do I do? I'm like I was actually making little plans on my own. I was like I want to play for England ladies. I'm like oh god, let's see. That was fantastic. Even at that point. Even at that point, yeah. You didn't know the language, but you no. were learning it at school. Yeah. Did And the thing about football and sport, it's like a universal language. When you're playing football, you, you actually don't have to speak any kind of language. Someone says, they open their arm, that's like, pass me the ball. And then they, they'll, you know the expressions. Like, even if you don't speak the language, shoot, you can tell when it's shoot. It's just, 
Yeah, there's a certain intensity where someone's like, shoot, you're like, okay, (laughs) I'll do it, I'll do it. So like, we started football, I mean, we started school, they gave us the school uniforms. And then as like, all of us, all the little ones, we all started primary school together. I started from year six. Imagine like, that's when they say you have sat on them. What is that? Yeah. I'm like, oh, we'll see about that. Yeah, you turned up for exam season. I'm like, are you gonna test me? I just came down. And then they got us a, a support teacher, Brent Council got involved, they started helping us. And then I, I, asked, I spoke to my mom, I was like, the school has a massive playground. There's a cage, there's everything. Can I please get a ball? And then she actually bought me a ball. And then she was like, share with your brothers and sisters. And I went to school. Like, you know, in school, you know, if, if that kid has a ball, you want, everyone wants to be that kid's friend. And then I was like, I want, I want everyone to speak to me, even though I can't speak to them like that, but let's just play football. So you're playing football. I presume you're learning English by yeah. this point the best that you can. Yeah. Was, for me, just talking to you, I can tell there was never, ever another career path for you, was there? Never. I swear I knew from such a young age that I would be involved in football. It was so weird because, like, all my siblings played, but they never said, I want to be a footballer. Like, if you'd ask me, I'd be like, I want to be a footballer or a builder. I was such a tomboy. It was so... My mom was like, a builder? She was like... You can't even lift a brick or like, come on, <laughs> what's wrong with you? And then I'll be like, okay, I'll be a plumber. And then I remember choosing like proper jobs. Mm. And then she was like, oh, okay, maybe she'll just choose something else in the future. So like, especially in my community, they kind of like put you in, they put you in directions where they want you to be in. Yeah. So they were like, okay, go to university, just do this job, be a, become a nurse, become a doctor, become like an engineer. Like there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just like, I wish parents can have like a one-to-one with their children and be like, what are you actually passionate about? So you're, is it fair to say that your parents weren't exactly quite on board when you were just like, I just want to be involved and I want to work in football? Yeah, they were never on board. Mm. And then found out that, because they made me, I was so good at football. Oh my gosh. So like three teams came and said, oh, they used to come to our school. We had Rachel Yankee. We had like good female uh, players. I'm like, you guys are famous. You could play for England. You play for Arsenal. And then I'm what, you're you're coaching us. We were so privileged. And then we were, and then I spoke to my mom. I was like, look, mom, like she played for here and I met her today. Come on, like, please, this is a real thing. Mm. And then she was like, no, no, you know, don't, don't get too involved, leave it. <laughs> How hard was that then for you to almost go against your parents? Not go against, go maybe against. that's the wrong word. No, but I like, you say... know, you know that she was like, no, no, maybe concentrate on other mm-hmm. things. Other things. But you were like, no, I really want to do football. Was really that hard? Because it's hard to, it, it was, it you was. know. Like the way I did it was, I didn't want to be a rebellious child. Like, mm. I just wanted to respect them. So, but I knew deep down, it was like a massive secret that I had. My my siblings knew about it. They were like, if JJ doesn't become a footballer or something in football, that's not even, that's, that's something that is never going to happen. So she would definitely, so they knew me because I had their support. Honestly, it was so nice. They had my back when I come from training. They would literally be like, oh, JJ was with me. Or JJ, I told JJ to get me something from the shops. Oh, that's because they covered for you. They covered, even my mom covered for me a lot. Oh. All my sibling and my mom is on my side. Come on, my dad will never find out. Yeah, come I, I, on. I was going to say, what do you say? There's, you're one of eight? One of yeah, nine? one of eight. One yeah. of eight. I mean, you've almost no, one got... One of a, nine as a nine siblings altogether. Yeah, I mean, you've almost got a football team in itself between you exactly. and your sibling. Also, you made a really interesting point. Um, people like Rachel Yankee came to your school, which yeah. was, I, I assume, part of a scheme that the FA 
they were doing. Yeah, that's so good. Which is actually really important that the FA keep doing those type of they have schemes, to, isn't they it? Have to, they have to. Because you found it really beneficial. I, I, I found it really beneficial because like, I could imagine myself uh, a footballer, but it was nice to see it in practice. Like it was nice seeing a whole fully grown woman doing football because my parents are like football is not for women football is not so like she, Rachel kind of like proved the point to me and I was like no I'm actually gonna follow her footsteps and just carry on because look she's 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 fully grown woman I can do this so then you've done school mm-hmm. which is what you had to do yeah um at what point did the refereeing side of things come into it because when you were playing yeah were you actually playing on the team or were you saying oh actually I'll be the match official and I'll referee or no was it like how did this bit come about so the refereeing part came about when um I got asked to volunteer at this local girls league capital girls league my parents are like you're not playing if we see you on the pitch like not good it's not gonna happen and I was like all right then no problem I started doing my coaching qualifications so at this stage I'm a level two football coach and then I was like let me go into an actual league see how players play how managers manage so I spoke to one lady from Middlesex FA her name is Kira Allen like I love her so much she was like JJ um come I'll help you out she took me to this league she was a volunteer here get some experience and I'm sitting at this desk trying to register the girls speaking to the coaches, just getting a feel of everything. One lady, she, she was in charge of allocating referees. She came to me and she was like, JJ, um, we haven't got a referee on pitch whatever nine or something. I want you to referee for them. And I'm like, but I haven't got any refereeing experience. <laughs> I said, and she, was, she just literally threw me in the deep end. And then she was like, here's equipment, here's the jacket, it was raining that day. And then she was like, please cover for, cover for that guy, he's not here. And I was like, all right, let me go. And I swear, I remember walking down. I was like, kids are going to laugh at me when I go to them. And then I went, I started saying, oh, I'm I'm going to be a referee. And the parents are like, yeah, yeah, And they're like, girls, like all the the, the, the the coach, he called the girls. And then during the game, I get to speak to them. And they're like, it's so nice seeing a female referee. I, like they were saying so many nice things. And I'm like, it should be like that. Because like now women's game is growing. Like since 2019, like last year, World Cup has given massive, massive audience to women's football. And I'm so glad that they're getting this much attention. There's a lot of more work to do. Because, like, sometimes I see women's football on Facebook. Yeah. Like, it shouldn't be like that. It should be on the main telly, main channels. It should be covered a lot. I feel like you've sort of hit it and come into your stride with it in terms of your growth. I feel like you are completely aligned with the rise of women's football. I feel like it's all happening at the same time. Yeah. And it's really, you must be really excited about where this future could go. Could go, you never know. Just, I'll be more open-minded, keep trying things. And I'm so glad like the way referee came about was like, so it was so random. Next thing you know, the referee's not here. I'm like, how's the referee not here for a whole year? Because yeah. I ended up refereeing <laughs> for that whole year. Uh, it's because you were good. They wanted you back. They Thank were like, you better you. than the other guy. Let's keep JJ. Thank you. And that, I knew the rules. I knew everything, but I just could not imagine myself as a referee. And I was like, no problem. And the lady was like, JJ, I've got a good opportunity for you. The refereeing course is free for you. You can go and do it. And I was the only girl there. And then I completed it. And I was like, I'm a referee and a coach. Why not? Let's just continue. <laughs> it's the power of football for you. It really is. Power so you're currently in the system now. You're working your way up. Yes. That's how it works, isn't it? Through different leagues. So different. just give us an insight a little bit about the requirements and what you actually have, have to, to do to progress. Like you spoke earlier that you fully committed to this. So you've really? changed your diet. You, <laughs> how often do you train? So I train six days a week. And is that 
physical training or mentally because with refereeing as well not only are you running around for 90 minutes so you're probably covering more inches on the pitch than any other player mentally Mentally. you have to be at the top of your game for 90 minutes which is tough it's actually tough like during my training this is how it is i go to the gym three days and then the other three days i'm doing um like just running 4k 8k 10k and then during the gym fair play to you i hit five and i'm like i'm done (laughs) i can't do anymore i know honestly because i'm so tiny i got little legs so i have to work twice as hard like if that fully grown man is running i'm running after him i'm catching him i'm telling you i think referees do more work than players i think i absolutely agree with you like during that game a player like a striker gets the ball they score or miss it whatever they just stand there, mm. wait for the ball again. Like sometimes they jog on the sides. But referee is controlling everything. The keeper to striker to defender, all around the managers. Such a hard job. It's such a lonely job as well. Can you now watch a game of football without being a couch referee if you're not involved? It's, it's actually hard. Like I have two mindsets. Like I want to watch the tactics of the team, see how they work together. And then also the referee. I'm trying to not... So the days that I want to focus as a coach... It's so hard not to keep an eye on the referee. <laughs> so going back and forth, I'm like, ah, but it's nice. It's nice because like when you see the referee inside, I'm like, wow, it's so so good. A lot of people don't actually focus on the referee. And have you come up against? Because you referee any games, women's, yeah. men's, it doesn't matter. Youth, yeah. Have you come up against sort of adversity? Do people when you walk over, do they look and they're like, yeah, you're, that's you're, you're gonna referee? You're gonna referee, and then it's. How do you deal with that? I don't blame them. Like before when I was starting up, I was like, wow, this guy's rude. How did he just look at me like that? But now it's like, I'm in a whole new territory. Like I accept it. I go to a random area, sometimes two hour on the, like, or my two journey, hour journeys two hour there. journeys to get there. And then I'm like introducing myself to a whole new person I've never met. And then I, I'm wearing normal clothes, sometimes dress, sometimes skirt, sometimes like normal clothes. And then I say to them, I'm going to be your referee today. And it's like, are, are you going to be the referee? Like the, I'm like, yeah. But now I have to enjoy it because I love that reaction. <laughs> I, and that's what you have to do is that you just now, embrace it. And you go, yeah, I am. And I'm going to be really good. Now, yeah. I like, as, as soon as I put on my referee kit, get the ball. And then I hit the whistle so nice and loud. I'm like, I got this now. Like, come to me. Mm. Like, I'm bossing it, honestly. But when I, when I first come in, I'm like, oh, hello. I'm a bit shy. As soon as I put my refereeing kit on, completely different person. Yeah, and so sometimes you're refereeing like six, six foot men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. They can literally tap me on the head. That's yeah. Like, yeah, it's so tiny. Yeah. But- and if you, I guess reading things when you're learning the game away from the pitch, yeah. it's a very different experience to then actually applying those rules. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. On the pitch. On the pitch. In yeah. terms of even just speaking to footballers, if you give them decisions and they're asking, they're going, Rev, Rev, what was that for? Yeah. You know, like you have to find the way to speak to, them, speak to them, which you can't really practice. No, honestly, you can't practice. But I would say I've become so confident. Like mm. I'm speaking to a new person. I'm telling them why my decision is right. I'm telling them to calm down. Like I've learned to control people, like on the pitch, especially. One guy, I can hear him whispering, I'm going to catch you, I'm going to do it. And then I go walk to them and I excuse me, I heard what you said. You're playing football, you're not here to catch anyone. Relax yourself. And then another players are like fire and I'm like, you guys break it, I play it off, please. I hate, I came, I came all the way to referee this game. And like, I'm having these kind of conversations and then I, sometimes I calm them down and they're like, thank you at the end of the game, you're a very good referee, please continue. Like that gives me so much happiness, honestly. That, that shit goes, like, sometimes they're like, you're one of the best referees we've had this month. I'm like, me? I'm nobody. Like, oh. <laughs> you just got to embrace I, it. I just be like, thank you very I'm much. Like, Stop it. What can <laughs> I have to say? <laughs> what can I say? Um, right, JJ, throughout this podcast, yes. we're going to play a couple of games. Let's go. How do you feel go. about games? Uh, I like games. It's fun. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Are yeah. you a competitive person by nature? Yes, when it comes to football, yes. But like other stuff, I'm kind of chill. Yeah. Okay, let's, well, throughout this, and we're going to play three different games. The first one, I'm going to show you yes. um, a clip yes. of something. And I want you just to see if you recognize the clip. Where's mm-hmm. it from? Yes. Um, talk to me, sort of almost narrate what you're seeing a little bit yeah. and any thoughts and feelings you've got around it. It's going to be worth right. five points, is Ooh. this? I know. Okay, so for five points, can you tell me anything about this? No, 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 come here, no, 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 he's reckless, you got him, first warning. Okay, well firstly, she's got a massive smile on her face while she's watching this. Do you recognise what that is? Yeah. What is it? So this is the day when Nike put me on the app. Yes! they put my story up on there. I was so happy, honestly, I kept watching this again and again and again. I read it like so many times, I was so happy. This was a good day, man. Nike training app featured you. Featured me on that app. I mean, stuff like this, working with brands and this commercial opportunity. Mm -hmm. I guess this was a different side that Mm -hmm. you never thought about. Never. So I remember the first time when I got an email saying, JJ from Nike, we honestly respect you. We want to be part of your journey, support you as much as we can. Honestly, that day I was frozen. I was like, Nike, contact me. Like, who am I? Like, 
Oh, sorry. Yeah, this is not messing around. This is, this not is messing like around. Nike, global Nike, brands. Global brand. Do you feel proud Very. to work with those sorts of brands? Honestly, I work, I, I am so proud because I know how much Nike are doing in the community. Like They support me because I'm doing a lot in the community myself. I have my own girls team. They send me care. They, they just take the girls to games sometimes. And also, a lot of people won't see that side. No. That these things actually do these happen. It's not just, happen. yes, you're featured on the training app, which yeah. is phenomenal. Yeah. But they do actually go deeper. And as you deeper said, you set up a girls team. I didn't know this. So I set up a girls team because in my area, like here in Brent, there's, there's nothing. Mm-hmm. You'd be shocked because it's just girls playing football in their school. But nobody actually got the girls from the schools together to form a team. So I was like, I'll, I'll coach. That'll be, that'll be my side thing. So I have my own girls team. And m- most of them are my nieces. Keep it in the family. Yeah. Seven of them are literally my nieces. They play for the team. I'm like, okay, why not? <laughs> That's. I mean, so add add that into the mix as well this is a 24 7 job career for you career for me is so good and the way i do it i i I never got like coached coach i just played Hmm. i made a lot of mistakes and then one day when i was getting coached of course i have to be a bit serious but the way i treat the girls is like play like i'm not setting too much rules i'm not telling like i'm coaching them but i never like say like why did you not score? Why did I never have a go at them? Because that's not where how you create passion. Even though you want to create the best players at that age, you just have to let them have fun. You said some amazing things already in this podcast, and like twice now, this is the parent thing that's cropped up as well. How important it is to create an environment for kids to play, just yeah. to enjoy, but also to talk to the kids as well openly about Open. if this is the, the way passion. they want to go. Yeah. Yeah, that's some really insightful stuff there. And um, that is definitely a five-point answer. Plus, I'm going to give you two ah! bonus points because you've got your own football team. Nobody else has done that. So I'm going to give you two bonus points for that one, which Thank is just you. brilliant. Um, talk, going back, talking about the sort of the other opportunities that have come from refereeing and yeah. sort of the commercial, commercial world that you found yourself. Same. Uh, yeah, and like your story has really inspired people. I know that you've had tweets from Marcus Rashford and I mean look at your reaction to that and Gary Lineker how do you feel when those calibre status of people people, are are reading your story they're watching it and they're going she's doing phenomenal things we support her like honestly I I read it I was like I, I can't even reply I was shaking I was like oh my gosh this is a big deal I can't, I don't even know how to respond. It's so nice when people at that level, at least like make somebody else's mm. day. They made my day, both of them. And I'm just so gassed, I'm happy. Be, I'm sure you made their day though as well. So I think it's amazing that no, it works nice. both ways. It's actually nice. Um, have you done a favorite campaign that you've been involved with at all? Or anything that you've just really enjoyed because you enjoy getting your message out there yeah, don't you you find it's really important that you it's get really the message important. out there yeah honestly I, I i would say i classify myself right in the middle so you have the somali community the muslim community saying okay you can still play football but not too serious and then you have the western community saying just do you but imagine i kept my culture i kept my religion as in like i'm still like involved in everything like that and i'm also doing the best i have the best of both worlds Mm. like 
my community does not rate football like that. What would you say has been your toughest challenge? And you sort of mentioned this earlier, actually, because you were saying that your childhood was actually, yeah, anything that you come up since, you don't, you're just like, nothing was as hard as what that was. But within the game now, has there ever been moments where you've had low moments, say, and how do you keep focused in those low moments? So there was one low moment, because till now I still have, I I failed my driving test like three times. Hmm. I want to get a car. It makes refereeing so much easier. But like on my, I have a two-hour journey to the game sometimes, and two hours back, it's raining, it's freezing, it's cold, and then players are like ruthless. They just say everything under the weather. Say things like, "Oh, this is a." You see why we say this is a man's game. You should. You're making decisions that you want. Like this is not for you. Like they say things like that, and then I'm like. It's 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 what you said is unbelievable. Like I'm not gonna take it to heart because I'm stronger than that. But you need to check yourself before you say things like this. And then I'll pull that player to the side, talk to them for like two minutes, and they're like, I wanna get back on the pitch. I'm like, no, the game starts when I say it's gonna start. You've just said something that's not nice. So I'm sorry, you're gonna have to sit out. And they're like, wow, refs, you can't even take anything. You're so emotional. I'm, like, I'm not emotional. I'm just teaching you how to respect people. And then I come home, like, I'm on my way back. And I'm like, oh, these players don't even appreciate me. I'm just like doing something that's not even worthwhile. Like sometimes th- things that other people say to me, JJ, football's not for you. It's not, or you won't be able to pay bills. Like it's mm. all money, money, money. I'm like, but I'm happy. Literally, I can live with people. I don't mind as long as I'm happy. And then like, on my way home, I'm on the back of the bus or something, maybe upstairs, and I'm soaking wet, I'm so cold. And then those like things, yeah. you, you hear back again. And then I go home, I have a shower, and I speak to my um, my referee mentor. And I'm like, I'm kind of down today. I don't feel like refereeing ever again. Like, I say things like that. And then I know, JJ, that you're letting those negativity get to you. I'm like, I'm usually a strong person, but it's just like, sometimes it happens and they're like, no, take some time off. I'm like, no, I'm not gonna take some time off. I'm gonna go again. And then every day it just gets like, I'm getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Well, hearing you say that, I really hope that people in everyday lives just check themselves, as you said, before you speak. Exactly. Think about what you're gonna say, because even if you're in the heat of a game and you're in this emotion. Yeah, just respect people. Absolutely, and that's such a big, important message. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Sure. Um, how supportive are your friends and family now? Now, wow. <laughs> oh my gosh, they're like, oh, we're getting this sent, this link sent, this picture sent. You're doing big, JJ. I'm like, yeah, I might be doing big on that side, but at least I'm more happy now. And they're like, yeah, keep going. They're proud of me. That I'm like, I never in a million years thought that I'm going to hear that from them. Like, especially people in the community. Because, like, people before they were like, my mom and dad, especially, the main reason why they were a bit strict on me on the sports side is because they were comparing me to, like, cousins, family, friends, neighbors, kids. Or she's going to become a doctor. She's going to make it. She's going to have a good life. And then you have JJ chasing a ball and some random guys <laughs> on the face. <laughs> so, like, they were always like, JJ, please don't embarrass us. I think most families are like that. They always compare themselves to other families. Yeah. I'm like, now that the other families are proud of me, I swear my parents are like so proud. Like yeah. extra proud. They're like, that's my girl. That's my girl. I own there her. She like, is. That's <laughs> her. The one in the middle. She's with me. <laughs> that's such... Exactly. Oh, brilliant feeling they, for you. They are so happy and I'm happy. 
because I need them on my side. Yeah. All the advice helps, everything that they say to me. And then now I don't have to hide anything. I don't have to say, oh, uh, I just came from there. Now it's like, how was refereeing? Did you give any cards? Did you? Did they're you, interested. Yeah, they're interested. I'm mm. like, okay, where do I start? <laughs> yeah, you like, get a cup of tea. <laughs> Let me get a cup of tea. I like. Talk you through this one. <laughs> um, right, let's move on to game number two. Game number two. This is called The Wrong Answer Is Right. And the reason we do this is because, I mean, to be fair, you can apply this to sport and referee. Yeah. Quick thinking. You've got to be adaptable. Yep. Um, sometimes you're just plain winging it. Yep. <laughs> hoping things That's will be alright. So what you have to do here, um, all you have to do to gain a point is give me an incorrect answer. Um, okay, so that's what we're going for uh, here. Uh, 45 seconds on the clock. Here we go. In three, go. two, one. What sport does Lionel Messi play in? Swimming. What sport is played at Wimbledon? Cricket. Uh, before West Ham moved into the London Stadium, what was it originally built to host? Uh, chicken shop. <laughs> Whose motto <laughs> is hashtag just do it? Adidas. If you if you get a bronze medal in a competition, what place have you come? First. Woo. Name an Olympic sport. Um, horse riding. No, that is one. I need one that's Oh, not. shoot. Yeah. Um, I would say climbing. Yeah, I don't know if yes, it is or not. Yes, we'll take yes, it. Yes. What's the name of the person who stands in the centre of a pitch to take charge of a football game? A uh, goalkeeper. Uh, what colour is a football pitch traditionally? Yellow. Yellow, yes, we'll <laughs> take that one. I think my favourite has to be that the London Stadium was a chicken shop before West Ham moved in there. Oh, God. Best chicken in East London, that, that one. Um, a massive chicken shop. Yeah, yeah, a huge one of, like, thousands of people. Oh, my God, that's funny. Eight. Very good. So what are we on? 15 at the minute. This is exciting. You that's could be good. up there. Um, but look, let's talk about how we get other people into... Well, what you're doing, just following your path. Because exactly. other Muslim girls as well, yeah. I think you are going to be the person that they can relate to. Exactly, because I never had anyone to relate to in terms of sports. So I'm glad that now I'm my own role model and I know that I'm not going to be the last one. Mm-hmm. I know more and more girls are on their way to come. And do you think it's... So you've created a football team from the community. Do you think yeah. it's a good starting point for people that want to get involved in football? It is, it is. See what's around, see who's about. Just go and play and go enjoy and play. it for a couple of years. And, and do you know what makes me really happy and proud? Seeing the parents bringing their daughters to my football session. Mm. My parents my parents bring me to a football session. I'm asking for trouble. Just them saying, yes, go on your own is more than enough. That makes me so happy. But that never happens. But like now, the new generation, actual, like, parents are actually bringing their kids to me you my daughter looks up to you my son looks up to you keep going I'm like oh do you feel a responsible so like nice. do you feel a responsibility yes. then not now I do like because the more attention you get the more you have to keep pushing keep becoming like improving yourself because I before I was just living for me mm. I was just like my own dreams my own life the, but like now people see me as someone that they can relate to a, a role model role model is not easy you know it's a big word mm. so whatever you do can have an impact on somebody else's life so i want to set a good example and just be there for them if they ever need me which you already are doing because people would not bring their <laughs> girls to your <laughs> sessions if they didn't feel that from you mm. and you're right role model is a huge word that carries a lot of responsibility but you feel, I feel like you're quite comfortable in that role. 
I'm getting there, I'm getting there. <laughs> there was a cheeky smile there and a nod of the head when she, before she said I'm getting, I'm getting there. there. I'm actually getting there. Well, keep going because it's Thank really you. important that we have people like you for sure. And um, what's the buzz of refereeing a game like? Okay, sometimes it's one-sided. But when I say, as soon as I put on my referee kit, you don't know who you're dealing with. You've never met these players. Some of them can be the most fastest players ever. So I'm like, I'm excited. Let's do this. And then sometimes the game is like kind of boring, but it's just the beginning part. And then sometimes cup finals, like any finals give me so much excitement. I love hearing you're so passionate about it when you talk about it as well. So what advice, tips can you give to other Anyone. people, yeah, who potentially want to get into this. Because I also think it's quite important to say, if you want to have a go at this, there are courses in refereeing now. So yes. you can make a switch, really. I don't think there's an age limit on you, this, is no, there? No, no. So if you, if any anyone age of 14 and above mm-hmm. can join refereeing, so you can be playing and you have your refereeing on the side. Hmm. Sometimes playing doesn't work out. A lot of the players that think that they will make it don't end up making it mm. but what is your backup plan you like you like football how do you how do you, how else can you stay in, involved in football you can become a, a presenter referee and coaching i think a lot of young people think that there's only one avenue like if you don't make it as a player it's game over for you and there's a lot of pressure on the parents as well parents need to be educated young people need to be educated and i think this football is literally the biggest sport in the world yeah and of course there's so so many avenues so many opportunities so many opportunities so don't ever limit yourself keep pushing yourself keep asking questions network get to know people and just be open-minded brilliant advice is that thank you for that thank you let's go for the last game bing 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 let's go let's go let's go last round uh last opportunity to make up some points here it's a really simple quiz that hopefully you'll get them all right because it's called how well do you know yourself Okay. So I've had a great stalk of your social media. Uh, I'm not even going to lie about it. So all the answers to these questions are things that you've posted. Oh. (laughs) I'm not allowed to look at it. I know. I can see her phone is next to her. And I'm like, no, keep that turned over. (laughs) It's going to beam up the answers (laughs) to your brain. Um, So again, we're going to do 45 seconds on the clock. And we are ready. So... Good luck with this. Here we go. Three, two, one. In 2017, you attended the Women's FA Cup Final at Wembley Stadium. The game was between Manchester City and who? Chelsea. No. Try again. West Ham. Slightly further up north. Midlands area. Uh, Begins with a B. Birmingham. Birmingham. (laughs) That's the one. Um, Do you remember who won the game? Uh, Man City. They did. The score? Uh, 3-0 oh, 4-1 <laughs> yeah. in 2018 you attended a talk given by which ex-Premier League player and manager you got a selfie with him you put it on your Instagram 2018 yeah and he's a player ex-manager and Ex- player oh ex-manager yes that's the one have confidence you got it Uh, you shot a campaign called we play strong with which brand earlier this year UEFA we play strong we play strong Esprit. There you go. That's the one. We're going to keep going with this, yes. even though time's run out. Um, before the Summer 29 Women's World Cup, which lioness watched your story and said you were her inspiration and sent you some equipment? Oh, Ella. Yes. Come on. It was. Oh, that was the best day ever as well. That was a good day. Was that a good day that for her? That was a good day. Oh. She um, watched my story well. She did. 
In November 2019, your name was featured on a wall which celebrated the next generation of leaders. Which event was this? This event was... Oh, I'm called Fishbrain. It was... The initials are FBL. Football Blacklist. That's the one. You got yes. it, you got it, you got it. Um, should we carry on? I've got like yeah. three more. Yeah. In December 2018, you met which Premier League referee that gave you tips and advice? You met him at Charlton Athletic Football Stadium. Michael Oliver. Yeah, that's the one. I love the smile that comes <laughs> over your face then. Was that a good day? Yes. Oh my. Did you feel like you learnt loads? I was like, wow. It's so nice. Someone who's actually been there, done it, and then they're talking to you. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm coming. Yeah, you're like, watch, watch your back. back. You watch your back. I'm, watch your back. The sister's coming. <laughs> In March earlier this year, yeah. uh, what did you say you used to be scared of doing in the gym, but now you absolutely love? Weightlifting. Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. Like anyway, anything heavy I used to be so scared of because I thought I was going to crash, but now I'm like, I love it. Now you're just bossing them I'm out. bossing the gym. And finally, which legendary striker and treble winner did you meet and take a picture with in 2018? Striker, a treble. Played for Manchester United. Oh, uh, Ashley Cole. Andy Cole. There you go. That's the one. <laughs> Ashley Cole was somewhere at the back Cole. line. And, and he was Cole. a Chelsea defender. Andy Cole. Andy Cole. Andy, Cole. Andy, Andy, Andy Cole. He gets the ball and scores a goal. Andy, Andy Cole. Hey, she knows her stuff. <laughs> um, how many did we end up with? Eight. Grand total being? Oh, 23. That is impressive. Well I was going to get like five or six. That, and me and quick thinking, no. No, that was great. That was interesting. <laughs> Lots of your answers there. Um, and finally, look, the last one. I'm asking every guest that I've had on this podcast just yes. to finish a sentence for me. Okay. You can do it in as many as little words as you want. It's entirely up to you. Okay. No right or wrong answer. I'm just going to say women in sport should be appreciated and recognized and loved amen sister thank you sister that's the one <laughs> jj you have been amazing thank you so much for sharing your story thanks so um, much for having me on your podcast honestly not at all it's been exciting it's been fun when you're in the premier league i'll be like mm -hmm, she was on my podcast she was on my podcast i know that girl <laughs> <laughs> but for now jj thank you so much Thank you so much for listening to Outside the Box with me, Becky Ives. Make sure you subscribe, share far and wide, and please feel free to leave me a review. Let's keep this conversation going though on social media. Just use the hashtag OutsideTheBoxPod. Next up, we'll be speaking to Senior Content Manager at Manchester United, Gemma Thompson. But in the meantime, do feel free to get in touch with any comments, questions, anything that I can help you with. You can drop me a shout anytime at Becky underscore Ives underscore on Twitter or at Becky Ives Official on Instagram. Thank you so much and I'll catch you next time. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.